Okay. Uh, welcome to the Going Places podcast. Camden Clark. Daniel Price. And it is a rainy Thursday afternoon. It is a very rainy Thursday afternoon. And November. Want to play some golf today? Do something with golfing? Oh, you really? It's sad. It's sad. You can't do it today. Yeah. But eh, well, it yeah. is what it is. You know what they say about rainy days? Yep. Know what they say? Can't play rainy. golf. Rainy. Yeah, can't rainy. play golf. Very rainy days. Save it for a rainy day. But big week in society. Um, we'll we'll break all that down. Uh, first of all, congratulations to one of my favorite sports teams. Definitely. Uh, Atlanta Braves won the World Series against one of my least favorite sports teams, uh, the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros. It was a, it was uh, it was kind of the opposite. I didn't. I loved the Astros at one point, and I, oh, I used to. Love the I was Astros. just like okay with the Braves. Like I didn't like not like them, but like if they're playing the Astros. Screw the Braves, man. Let's go Astros. And then the cheating scandal came out. That's what it was. But it was like it was like this this atmosphere. It was like this atmosphere that like I felt when when like during the Dodgers like when I was watching the Dodgers games against the Braves, it was just like you could feel it. Because like I looked at a statistic and I don't know if you saw this or not. After July thirteenth, which is when Acuna got hurt, I'm pretty sure. Um, after that, um, the Braves had a Point three chance of winning the World Series. Mm. A point. That's not even a whole percent. And they did. And they won the World Series. That's awesome. Which is crazy. I, I like the Braves. Well, I mean, I'd probably like the Braves even if it wasn't for my dad, but my dad yeah. always has been. Plus, I've been to some Brave games, which I enjoyed. But, but like, but, I find insane. Like, they lost to Cunha, which is, in my opinion, one of, if not the best player in the league. Yeah. Um, and he was the best player on their team for this season. Then they lost Ozuna. And did they really? Yeah, they lost Marcelo. So that's the thing. I didn't really watch much baseball this well, year. Like, I watched the World Series. I'll recap it. Baseball was off and on like, with players. Tatis was on the entire like first half of the season. And then, like, remember, I stopped watching baseball. I stopped playing altogether. And then, like, in the postseason when I started getting back into it. But I left right when, like, Tatis was, like, sucking. Like, he got really bad towards the end, apparently. I'm pretty sure. Because you remember that he he dropped the fly ball. They moved him to outfield, which is, which is a good switch. When you move Tatis to outfield, that's a good switch. Because he's like he's insanely fast, but he just he's he's making a lot of errors at shortstop. Yeah. That was the issue. And also not the great just like loss legally wise for baseball with Trevor Bauer and um Marcelo Zuna. Not good. Um just not, not the best year for baseball, I'm gonna be honest. And yeah. it was a very it was kind of those transition years. But uh like Scherzer and Trey Turner they went to the Dodgers. Um, you had uh, Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, and Anthony Rizzo all got traded. Yeah. Which is the Cubs' three best players. Yeah. They're gone. Um, you know, uh, Joey Gallo from the Rangers to the Yankees. Um, it was it was a very odd year for baseball, but hey, you can't not love the sport of baseball. I mean, come on, it's it's an awesome sport and. I don't play it anymore, but I love to watch the baseball, man. There's nothing like it. Yeah, I don't, it seems like it's kind of lost its magic a little bit for me. And not just yeah. baseball, but just sports in general. It seems like uh, it's just kind of lost the, I guess, not necessarily momentum in a way. But I'd say definitely uh, kind of the magic of it. Like, think about watching Michael Jordan play basketball. You watch an NBA game, you don't quite get that vibe just because it's so available and just almost commercialized in a way that you can't quite enjoy it as much. Yeah. But I love one thing that I love is the. Um, I have been watching some college football, 
Oh, well, actually, I really football. haven't because I've been on the last few Saturdays. But when I am home, I love to watch college football. And then I did watch the World Series. But uh, NFL football, I'll watch a little bit. I went to a Panthers game, Carolina Panthers game, a few weeks ago. And I had a ball at that. I might be going to another one in a few weeks. But uh, it was, I, I like football a lot. And I liked watching baseball. Because, you see, this is what I like. Because, and I know. We, we've even had private conversations about this with how, like, what I'm working on, like, other stuff. Yeah. I kind of like something just to kind of unwind. So that's why I'm kind of getting back into watching sports a little bit, just because it kind of helps me unwind. It's kind of mindless in a way you don't have to think too much about it. I just kind of sit there and watch the Well, game. like, that's, I have that, like, set on my calendar. Like, Saturdays, like, throughout the week. Check out what's going on in sports. Like, I love, like, me and you have talked about lately, like, MMA. I love MMA. Like, UFC. That kind of, I love UFC and all that. I just love the... Everything about it, it's it's awesome. I love fighting. My mom hates it, <laughs> but I, I love it. Is it too violent for her? It's too violent Oh, for you see? Yes, actually. Huh. You, should, you should ask her about it. She, yeah, she's I'm not good. like UFC. I like UFC, and I like baseball, and I, li- I love golf. That's like what I have on my calendar. Watch Wait, golf. Wait, you love golf, really? No. <laughs> uh, Thursday through Sunday, I have like, just try to watch golf, because like, tournament every weekend, Thursday through Sunday, all through the year. That's insane. I love that. No. I got I got into a sport that comes on every weekend, no. Thursday through Sunday. So. Now, do you watch much golf? Actually, like, I like love. Live? Do you I watch love golf? watching golf. Do you watch it live? I love like watching golf. golf. I love playing golf, practicing, just like learning about the sport, anything. I don't know. You you like playing golf, but you hate watching it. Yeah, now I do, but yeah, I, 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 can't I guarantee watch you golf. though, if you sat with me and just like watched golf, we would have a ball. I promise you. I just it, it puts me to sleep. Like, it puts you to sleep. It puts my parents to sleep, too, and they love watching golf. Oh, yeah. But they fall asleep easily. I like watching so. golf. I just like watching, like, it's insane how good people can be in a sport. Like, I mean, think about it. You getting a, like, I will guarantee you this. I could not last a minute with Francis Nagano. I could not last a minute with Conor McGregor. I could not last a minute with Israel Anasani. Yeah. I couldn't last a minute with every UFC fighter. I just couldn't. It's impossible. Even the girl ones. It's ins- they're so good at it. Even the girl ones, I promise you. Even the girl ones? You There's, say that like that's a surprise or something. Well, like if you watch them, like I saw, um, her name's Rose. Like it starts Rose McMillan. I know who you're talking Rose about. Rose Shaved head? Yeah, she has the shaved head. And she, she won. Um, she hit uh, the champion, this Chinese girl, in the mouth with a leg kick. Yeah. And knocked her straight out. That's, I love that. It's awesome to watch. Yeah. You know, and that hurts, but hey, it is what it is. You're signing up for it, so. Yeah, that's what I say. That's like, I mean, here's the thing. Like, my mom was like, why are you celebrating if you knock somebody out? Well, you just won $80,000. The other person still gets money, and they got knocked out. I, I could get, it would have to, yeah. And that's the sport. That's That's the sport. You sign up to do that. That's, yeah. It's like you sign a contract. All right, I'm going to get the crap beat out of me, but who cares? Yeah. You know, it's like, I either win or I lose. Who cares? It's like, I would go into a UFC fight and lose. I would. Like, I, you could pay me money to hop in a UFC, like, a ring no. with the heavyweight champion of the world, Francis Nagata. You could pay me money to do it. How much money would you have to be paid? I'd do it for one or two commas. I think I could do it for one comma. I'd do it for two more. Two mil? I think I could do it for a hundred thousand. Oh no, I never could. I could do it for one to two commas, but it would have to have. Would it? It would take six zeros for you to do it. At least six zeros. Oh, at least. 
Have would, you it seen Francis Nagano? Yeah. Scary guy. I will show you. He is... Dude, that's... He's huge. If you don't know what he looks like, you need to look him up. He's this huge... I think he's from Nigeria. He's this huge guy. What's your take on Kamara Usman? Kamara Usman. I like him, actually. I do like him. I, I love... Okay. This year, on a, in April, he beat the crap out of Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, I was, that was a good fight. You see, like, the sweat come off yeah. his head, like, it was just... And he just hit the ground. I'm looking forward to seeing, um, well, you know, and I know this is more boxing, but you had uh, Evander Holyfield come out of retirement. That was a good fight. Yeah. And um, who else? Uh, Oscar De La Hoya, who was, who was my mom's favorite boxer, he's coming out of retirement to fight. Have you seen Ryan Garcia fight? Dude, he's got really quick hands. But, like, also... Oh, um, most of them. Yeah. Have you seen, uh, you know who Tank Davis is? Yeah, I thought the name. He's like, he's, uh, and like Canelo Alvarez. There, there's some really good he doctors. Fought recent, he either fought recently or he's about to fight again. Alvarez. You know, uh, Luke, I don't know what his name is, Luke Campbell fought Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia hit him in the ribs. I don't know who Luke Campbell is. But. He hit him, like, he's this, uh, he's from England. Ryan Garcia took his, like, his right arm. His right hand threw a right hook to his ribs. Hit him right here. And he stood there for a second and then just dropped. He just fell to the ground. Hit him straight in the ribs. Just Wow. And just fell straight to the ground. I, there's nothing like... Like, I, I was really into that for a while. You won't. I, I loved it. And I just... I love that sport. It's a good one. Yeah, I have enjoyed watching some sports this year. Especially with everything being back to normal. Yeah. Like, went to the Panthers game. 100% capacity. No mask. Those, those. There's got to be a couple people there. What? There's got to be a couple people there with the mask, right? No, no, I meant no mask required, oh. is what I meant. But, uh, so of course I did. Well, but, um, actually, now that I think about it, I only saw a few people with masks on. Yeah. And that's out of thousands upon thousands. What is Charlotte? Charlotte? Where the baby shot somebody, so. Yeah, it is Charlotte. But. I don't know what that has to do with that, but okay. Oh, it does. Speaking of the baby, and I know I already told you this, but him and Lil Baby were uh, in Charlotte the other night. And yeah. uh, my neighbor went and saw him in console. Yeah. Lil Baby, see, his thing, my thing with Lil Baby's music is his his deliver, his delivery is mediocre, and his beats are pretty, he doesn't do much production, I think. I think that's the problem. That's, that's my favorite part of I like. Mind. I like, yeah, him. His, he's... In my opinion, he's more of a producer than an artist. Exactly, now. and that's and a good thing. That's it's such a good thing, because like a lot of rappers now, they just like they rap, hop out of the studio, their guy does the work with the beats. Yeah. And like you, you don't see that a lot now, and that's that's a fun thing. Like Dr. Dre, right? He. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I love Dr. Dre. Well, that's what I love about like uh, people like Travis Scott too. Yeah, like, I watching... love Five Percent Tent, like the start of that. Yeah. It just it gets you going. It's yeah. it's like the it's it's how you start the song. And a lot of people say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. I agree with that. But if you can get me within like the first five seconds of the song, you can get me to be attracted to the like, wow, I like this. Like the yeah. dun, 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 dun. Like that is, yeah. that just like, it makes me want to listen to the song. Did you listen to that song recently? Oh, I did today. Okay, you need to listen to the last Astro World. I didn't. But did you listen to Stop Trying to Be God? Yeah. What's your take on that song? I like the song. I like it too. Because uh, think about it. How could you not? Okay, it's Shabbos Scott. Who is a he? He's a very good producer, and yeah. you had Stevie Wonder, who's one of my all-time favorite artists. Stevie Wonder, um, he was there, 
he did the harmonica and a little bit of the vocals as well. And then Philip Bailey, believe it or not, of Off Wind and File, who's another one of my favorite bands, he was in it. So, I mean, it was just like hits on hits on hits for me. And I like the song Skeletons. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, drum intro and outro to that. Um, but yeah, one thing I like about Travis, he, he, I, I watch a lot of his videos producing. Mm-hmm. And he's just great. I, I was know, watching, um, and Mike Dean. Like, I was listening today, like, like Tyler, the creator. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, what's your name with, uh... Young Boy. Young Boy. Because uh, uh, I, I really don't like a lot of Young Boy's music. No. Because just, like, I don't... He's not much of a producer. He's kind of... I get that. You know, kind of hits you hard, you know. And while we're on producers, uh... I listen to, uh, Kids See Ghost. Mm-hmm. That's a good album. I like that the, album. the collaborative album between, That might be uh, my favorite album. Kid See Ghost is your favorite album of all time? Not, I don't think of all time, but like uh, of his. Oh, I mean, if you had said that, I would have been okay with it because it's a good one. Because th- at the moment, like my favorite album of all time is either uh, um, Blonde. By who? Frank Ocean. Ooh, that is a good. That's such a good album. I like Chanel Orange. Though. I like Chanel Orange. That's a good one. I, I like Chanel. Chanel Orange is definitely my favorite Frank Ocean album. Cause uh, I like. Think about you is like my favorite song by him right now. Oh, it's definitely not. I love it. Um, but that like, and uh, No Church in the Wild mm-hmm. with Jay Z and Kanye. I think also my f- I love um TV by Ty Burris. She has a list of Ty Burris. I mean, where you at? He's like uh-huh. I I personally think he's like the next like he big big thing. Where would she categorize his music? Hip hop and rap. I get that. Because like it's like and it's it's like really like faintly rap. It's like a yeah. really hip hop. But like he also has like a lot of like like um Mama told me I'm gonna be a star. Yeah. That's like uh that's not that's not as hip hop. It's kinda like, you know. I almost He has like get a mix like, of everything. I almost get like bluesy rock vibes on it in a way. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I, and I love that. I love the album. Like, for only, like, uh, there's only, like, 14 songs or something. Like, just for that, I love that album. Um, Graduation's a really good album, in my opinion. By Kanye? Mm-hmm. That's a good album. I like Stronger. Yeah. Stronger. Which, oh, uh, Good Life with T-Pain is on that album, right? I think so. Yeah. But, um, I, like I think if, if it's not, um, Kids See Ghost, my favorite Kanye album is, like, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Really? That's such a good album. That's OG, okay. That's most that's such a good album like that's my favorite, like uh Power and um Runaway are like two of my favorite songs. I can play Runaway on the piano. Yeah, I love he's he's such a good producer. He is. And I I like um, I feel like Ye is underrated. Not not his name. I'm talking about the album. Because his name yeah, is technically Ye Yeah. You just No no, I'm talking about yeah. the out his twenty he put out an album in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kinda of his chance fall. From secular music to Christian music in a way, like it wasn't a Christian album, but it had like gospel elements. I like uh like I like Donda better than I do um Jesus King because Jesus King was a lot more gospel. This is more you know like old Kanye like you know hip hop, right? You get you get yes. the OG feeling you, and you also get the Jesus King vibe from it. So so the thing about that, it's definitely original Kanye almost. Yay, almost pre Jesus one. It was almost mm-hmm. like it was a mix between the music was a mix between Dark Twisted Fantasy 
and Yeezus as far as the production goes. However, because he used a lot of auto-tune on it, just like Yeezus, he also used a lot of electric guitars like he did on Yeezus. Mm-hmm. Yeezus was 20. In jail, jail, there was a lot of electric guitars. I like the song Jail. But um, you had also, and again, for some reason, the first time I listened to it, I was almost so surprised it came out, I didn't quite understand it. But I listened to it all the way through a couple days ago, and I really got the Christian elements. And the Christian elements, you know, you may not, you know, there's a lot of, like, features in it from, like, other artists. Yeah. But, I mean, the Christian, like, uh, on the song, uh, Keep My Spirit Alive, well, he made some changes to it, because, you know, the woman was singing. Yeah. Of course. He sings it now. Oh, he does? Yeah. I he, like the, I think, I haven't he, heard it yet, but I think I like the He also there. took, uh, Chris Brown off of New Again. Really? And he put the Sunday Service Choir with it. So, when it goes to the part, the most insane out-of-body experience part, it's not it's not him and Chris Brown, it's him and the Sunday Solace Choir. Wow. It was very good. Um I don't know, did you see what uh Soldier Boy like tweeted out, like all the tweets he put up about oh my gosh, yeah. It was hilarious. What no, is, I think Kanye had the best features of the year. Best features yeah, of the I'd year. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say it's either him or Drake on Soulfied Level Boy. I don't think. I liked It wasn't no, I'm just talking about if you're looking at the names. Yeah, yeah. I th- the biggest, yeah. But yeah. I think the the way they worked in the song. Yeah. I, I definitely think Donna's a much better album, in my opinion. Because you, now you did have, uh, what else was it? But yeah, I feel like the way he used, I like it when he uses electric guitars on that. But yeah. I love how he just went into music naturally. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I think uh, another one of my favorite albums is, um... Kitsy, Do Ops and Hooligans. Do Ops and Hooligans. Don't tell me who that's by. Do not tell me. I can guess it. Really? You don't... Who no more? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great album. Yeah. And uh, I love what he's doing with Anderson Pack now. With who? Uh, Anderson Pack. Oh, no. Uh, Wait, yes, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. Stupid me. Yeah. Keep the door open. Yeah. And, um... Silk Sonic, you mean? Yeah. Good Kid, Mad City. Definitely. Great so album. you listen to Money Trees? Yeah. Okay, because I actually... Okay, yeah. Good Kid, Mad City. Um, what's that one? By who? Kendrick. Uh, To Pimp a Butterfly? Uh, all of his albums are insane. He's so underrated, in my opinion. Yes, I was actually watching a, a video of his acceptance speech for Best Album album for To Pimp a Butterfly at the 2017, whatever year it came out, Music Awards. And you know, he announced his new album, so I'm right. When been, did he announce some, it? Uh, like, officially? Has he, like, officially announced it? Pretty sure. I think, the, I think it's just speculation, unless but, uh, he did it, like, th- yesterday. Some leaks have happened. <laughs> and I think it's going to be great. Like, uh... I've made a full three sixty on him. I used to not like his voice, but I do now. That's how I, that's how I feel about Little Baby, but I don't like it still. <laughs> <laughs> so really, not at all. I just don't so. like it. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and uh, we're back in the next one. We'll have some other topics, and more from us. All right, and we're back. Uh, we want to tell you about our sponsors. Of course, uh, Wise File Cafe, you know, as always, uh, we've been going there a lot lately. Uh, good environment, good coffee, good everything. Uh, WiseFileCafe.com, you can go on the website and look at the menu, uh, 113 North Shelby Street. <laughs> and also, uh, Anchor FM, of course, as always, you can start your own podcast. That's the platform we're using right now. Uh, we're loving it. And I'm getting the stuff ready. So next week we'll have like the official sponsor. I just need to text them. But, yeah, yeah. I probably should have done that today, but it's all right. Anyway, so 
Hancroft on Watch File. You know it. So, it's been a big week in society, of course. You had the Braves winning the World Series, which is good. Uh, I think we both enjoyed watching that. Mm-hmm. But also from a political standpoint, uh, you had the 2021 election day. Well, election day was Tuesday because it was false Tuesday in November. And let me just say, I feel I enjoyed that thoroughly because you had the bellwether races, which were for Virginia mm-hmm. this year. And New Jersey, but New Jersey wasn't as contested as it was, I think, mostly because they were projecting it to be such a blowout, which turned out, in fact, uh, New Jersey was closer than Virginia was, which they were not mm-hmm. expecting at all. So, uh, Glenn Youngkin, former financial, is an, or, I'm sorry, Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin now, he uh, was the Republican nominee. He won out the water, really. I mean... You look at when they were at like 60%, he was up by like 12 points. And then he, he still ended up winning by two points, which is really, really good. Because they have, they've had Democrat governors since like 2008, I believe. And that really shows you that people are really fed up with just what's been going on the past 10 months. And um, one thing I like about Glenn Youngkin, he's almost like me if I was to run for office. Because what he'll do is he doesn't, like, he's just a normal guy, and he just doesn't, see, here's the thing, uh, people have become much too, I guess, reliant, especially in Virginia, because they haven't had a Republican governor since 2008, so they were really projecting Terry McAuliffe to, uh, win. And like uh, a few weeks ago, almost in double digits. But this is one thing that really shows me. First of all, you know, and if you watch the debates, if you go back and watch the debates, you can see this. Sheila McAuliffe talked about, he, he attacked Trump way too much and he made Trump the main issue. However, he wasn't running against Trump, he was running against Glenn Youngkin. And Glenn Youngkin didn't hop on Trump too much. He hopped on him just enough. He accepted his endorsement and you know, allowed him to do, like, a little phone call thing for him. But he didn't get, you know, he didn't go down and campaign and kind of make it his thing in a way, which I feel like was the right move because I feel like that's what kind of ensured his victory in a way. But, and you see, on the other hand, Tim McAuliffe brought out Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams, Obama, all the supposed, quote, big names of the Democratic Party, and it didn't work for him. And for all I know, that could have hurt him because all I see... From that race, because anytime you're in the bellwether races, you you it's about it's more about learning for the next election, and you learn that it just wasn't that people are fed up with the way things have been going for the last ten months. Like I said, uh, also he brought out every Democrat in the book that mattered, and it didn't work for him. So that just shows me that people aren't really listening to them anymore. And I feel very confident about 2022 for a congressional Republican takeover. But, and here's the other thing. When you look at just the almost misery in a way, like, like I, lo- I went back and watched uh, the CNN and MSNBC coverage of the election because they were just so upset. And quite frankly, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. Because they're just, they, they talk about, you know, respecting the results. And then you just see how just 
bit old and just immature they were reporting it. So, I mean, as Joy Weed, or as I call them, no Joy Weed, because she's not Joy Football on, on, on MSNBC. Just to have that kind of bitterness attitude about it really, really just doesn't look good. It's not a good look. So, um, going forward, I'm feeling very well. I'm um, looking forward to seeing Glenn Youngkin be an amazing governor of Virginia. I don't even live there, but it almost makes me want to go there and see what he does. But, um, speaking of which, I like his vest. He's a big vest guy. I like the vest. I mean, it's easy to make fun of, because for some reason, whenever I see, like, the vest and the button-up, I just think, like, glass roots, um... Almost like law cabinet in a way. Like almost when you look at Ted Cruz's run for president, it was really a grassroots movement. And not now necessarily attacking the principles of it, but just kind of uh, Christian conservative, which like I tell people, I'm a Christian and I'm a conservative in a way. But like, I don't, I don't call myself a Christian conservative because it was almost like he wanted to put like, like I believe that it's good that America's a Christian country, but at the same time it wasn't, it, it's not like, we, we shouldn't be a Christian nation in the way that Saudi Arabia is a Muslim nation. Like, that can't be necessarily yeah. our state religion. Yeah, I mean, we are labeled as the land of the free. Exactly. And you can't have land of the free be a Christian religion because that just, it's not fair. It makes Christian dominant when that just contradicts, you know, what the land of the free is all about. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no problem with Christian being a dominant religion, but... No, I mean, like, don't, like, this is the standard. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is... Like, our our government's the land of the free. You're free to worship whatever religion we want, but Christianity's this. You know what I'm saying? Like, putting it more of a hierarchy than... You, you see what I'm trying to say? I see what you're saying. Like, I don't, I don't think... I don't think we should be, like... We definitely shouldn't judge other people because of their religion. Like, Saudi Arabia is a Muslim religion. You get on there, you're a Christian. Who are you going to get? Yeah. It's like... Punishment, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's almost like we don't want to... It's dangerously close to a dictatorship. Well. Like, almost here, in my opinion. For Christian? No. Just like our government in general. Oh, I can see how people think that. I mean, a lot of people are feeling that way right now, and they're valid, especially with just the way that, you know... Like all the mandates and stuff, I I I can see how people feel that way, but um, I I have no problem with America being a Christian nation. Of course, I am a Christian, but I don't know. I kind of it's more. I mean it. I, I mean, don't have a problem a, with it, but I feel like it's. I feel like it could rise issues for other religions. I don't feel like. Well, it, it would be one thing if we were like oppressing other religions. Yeah. If the if the state was oppressing other religions, if state see Muslims aren't oppressed by the state in America, Christians or somewhat, not necessarily like yeah. big ways. Yeah, no. I but don't. just the way, like when you look at like during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, governor of Michigan was really quick to shut churches down aggressively, like honestly, like putting nails out by the sidewalks of the church so that people couldn't drive up. Really. Yeah, that happened in Michigan. Wow. And uh, you just see. There is, and even, like, not that I have any, I don't have problem with people who are Muslim at all. Me either. Like, honestly, I feel like Muslim, I, and, you know, I was listening to somebody, it might have been, I can't remember if it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 
or if it was Dave Chappelle, because he's Muslim. He is? Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he's Muslim. Or not. Yeah, and he was saying something. It's actually, if you look at it, it it's by nature not meant to be. If you're, It depends. If you're a Sunni Muslim or a Shiite Muslim, I think those are two different things. One of them is much more aggressive and much more nationalist and dictatorship. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I can see why people love Islam. Because it, the people who are into it, and like the peace, like the like the like the average Joe, people, they're, they're, they're wonderful people, and they're peaceful and accepting, and, and people. It's just these state-run Islamic nationalism. This this Islamic terrorist is what it is. Like ISIS, Al Qaeda, Iran, Afghan. Like even when you see what's going on in Afghanistan with the uh, Taliban, that's state-run religion. Now there aren't really any Christian state-run religion right now. In the world, I uh, but I think the way America is handling it right now is like just enough. Like, like and and again in the in the uh, in the original founding of America, it was meant to be a Christian nation by the fathers. Now I feel like we've kind of got away from that, but at the same time, it was never you were never forced to be a Christian. It was just look, Constitution is going to be based off of Christian principles because they're good principles, not just because they're Christian principles, but because morally and ethically they're good principles. And I feel like that's what really, really was important to it because it, you don't. And just like on the Statue of Liberty, it, it says, you know, everybody. But America is definitely something special, and we just can't. And I feel much better about it after seeing Glenn Youngkin win the other night, because Glenn Youngkin is just a super godly guy. Um, you know, his false thing, you know, he was thanking God when he won. And of course, Winsome Seals, who's the lieutenant governor now, I love her because she's, and here's something, um, Jamel Hill and AOC mm-hmm. both said that she was winning because of white supremacy. Now you explain to me how an African-American woman, I'm sorry, not African-American, Jamaican-American woman is going to win a lieutenant governorship, the second highest position in the state of Virginia because of white supremacy. That makes no sense. Exactly. But they attach the racism factor to everything and expect people to jump when they say it. And people, like I listened to uh, Leo Terrell say the other day, he said, the race cord is dying because people are sick of it. It, it, it. When you see what is accused of racism today, it does almost blasphemy so the true evils of racism. Well, usually, it's saying something like because of white supremacy, the Jamaican American woman becomes in office. Yeah, she's a black lady. Yeah, okay, that'd be like saying, you know, because the Astros cheated. Yeah. Um, they get to win the World Series this year. It's exactly why they won the World Series. Because they cheated. Mm. Which is true. But it's like, well, that's not about it. No. Wait. Since they cheated, their punishment is they get, they get the World Series. They won it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or punishment. Exactly. And it, it's hurting, if anything, it's hurting their race card. Yes. The race card, it's hurting it. You know, like saying something like that hurts their race card. Yeah. Hurts the race card. Well, if, and the thing is, and I listened to another guy saying this the other day, if the Democrats lose the race card, they're going to have to find another excuse to get people off. Well, I know I know what the excuse is. The alphabet card. Even that isn't walking anymore. Not as much. 
not as much and just just almost they're becoming not people are waking up and I feel like Winston Seals she she understands it she is like the embodiment of the American dream in a way because she was in the Marines she was a small business owner but I think the only reason that people are treating her this way is because she's a Republican it's it's, it's simply that because if it was a Democrat like Stacey Abrams when she was running for governor of Georgia and lost, thank goodness, even though she hasn't conceded. I find it funny how Stacey Abrams does all this work on election integrity and not Donald Trump for not conceding after two days. However, it's been almost three – well, it has been three years since um, she lost the governor race to, of Georgia to Brian Kemp and still hasn't conceded. So that's – so that's and still claims that she is the governor on that. They wouldn't let her be governor. That's not the case, though. But keep your head up. I know it's hard for some people. Don't 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 read too much into the news. Read just enough that you stay informed, but don't let it control you. All right, like, God's I know, got it. Like I heard um, this guy. He was a uh, his his parents were close. Like a family friend was an FBI agent, and he said like there's just some things you don't want to know. Like, about, he was, like, talking about our government. Like, there's just some things you do not want to know. And I think 100% accurate. There's just some things in our government that you just don't know, you do not want to know about. I think he meant that in a way as if it would upset you so much that you would... That's, you what, would he's, that's what he's like, you do not want to know about certain things that happen in government. But at the same time, we need to, we do need to know because if they're wrong, we need to stop that from happening. Yeah. So, I think what he, he's, if he's focusing on, like, the secret... Because I yeah. feel like there's two different governments. There's a government we see, and there's like a whole different secret government. Whoa, okay. Like, no, like... This got spicy fast. No, it's the same government, but like... And it's really not that big of a deal. But like, it's the government we see, which is, you know... You know, they tell us what they're, the laws they're planning, and then there's also like, in private, it's like a whole lot more. They like, they already planned what they're going to say. Well, yeah, because you have social intelligence agency, you have the FBI, you have lobbyists, which have more pull than ever. Now, I think that has a lot to do with it. There's just there, you put a you put a whole all these people. God knows how many people are, are involved in the government. You put them all together and you generate these ideas. There's got to be an evil one. Yes. One one of them, if not most of them, are going to be evil ideas. And that's why we can't have a government ran on strictly if he's higher up on the board. He says whether or not. I feel like it should be more about the people than it is now. It should be more about the people and our states, the little people, more than it is the big people. I agree with that. Now, what's your solution to that, though? The solution... Because I agree with you. I just don't know what you would do. The solution is we need more people... In office, who start is um, going around small towns, small businesses like Wasfire. Um, you know, going to Wasfire, asking people what they think about our nation, how how what could help it. Maybe it doesn't have to be those people in general. It could be just people who work for them. If you can have all these small businesses, if you, if somebody's running for governor, and they hire and you know they ask, hey, run down to this coffee shop in. You know, say it's in Charleston. Run out of the Charleston coffee shop. Ask what they think about it. If somebody wants to have a conversation, right? Go to Wildfire. Ask if they want to have. You know what I'm saying? Just like, if you can get that going, and you can know that, and then you can say, you know, 
The little people and the big people have said this. There's way more little people than there are big people. That's just statistically how things work. There's way more little people than there are big people. There's 300 million Americans in America. Not America. 300 million people in America. Okay? There's got to be more little people than there are bigger people. And the little people have something to say. So, let them say it because there's more of them than there is more of the big people who are the ones that matter, in my opinion. Yeah. The ones that the government thinks matter. They have money. If they can help us, they can sponsor us. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make any sense. You're right. And you're almost talking about elitism in a way. Mm-hmm. Because, it's, uh... I think it's like classes. It's... Yeah, I get it. And the problem is, you know, and just just like Glenn was saying the other night, it's supposed to be elected by the people, for the, no, for the, elected, for the people, by the people. And there's one more people, but I can't remember, but it's for the people, by the people. That's more than enough. You're working for the people because you're elected by the people. They're your boss in a way. Yeah, I've said this on the podcast. The federal government and the state government is there to support us, the state, to, 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 to the, serve go- us. the the state government is support is there to serve us. They're there to serve the people in the state and make sure things are put in justice. And well, actually, it's the legal system, not the justice system. Make sure things are legal. Make sure everything's put in check. Make sure everything's put in line. Not, oh, okay. So this, you know, businessman hit this woman on the side of the street because. She asked for money. Yeah. And the businessman can say, you know what? I'll give you $100,000 under the table to the lawyer. And no. now it's not a justice and it's not legal. No. And I, I feel like in, it might not be that extreme, but there's cases where certain things happen like that. I see it. I see what you're saying. And that's just, that's, it's, I don't agree with our nation in that way. I get it. I, I, here's the thing. I'm not affected by these things, but there's people in America who are affected by these things, whether they know it or not. And eventually, it will get to the point where everybody's affected. It gets worse and worse and worse. And, you know, that's like, and that's why you see a lot of people who are going, and I'm just, I know I keep using Glenn Young as an example. The only reason I'm doing that is because that was the most recent. But he, he, he was doing exactly that. He was going to different places. And really talk with the average people. Because he, he's an average person. He hasn't been in politics. He's just an average person. And honestly, he's a moderate Republican. Kind of like me. Because uh, that's the thing that people kind of get misconstrued about me sometimes. I'm really not an extremely right, like, uh, and well, I'm, on the right, right side. I'm not talking about crack. I'm talking about, like, on the, on right, the right, side left, of the right. board. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would consider myself somewhere around... Maybe a little bit more the center right, but not necessarily. I'm 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 very moderate on issues. I believe in listening. I believe in like the little issues, like um, whether it be I believe in low taxes, like on fiscally. I believe in low taxes, stable economy, and that everybody should be protected by the military. Yeah. And from domestic and foreign. I think problems. our I think um and I'm. I don't want us to get into it here. I think the military is worried too much about stuff that happens outside of the country than inside the country. I will say that. But I feel, I definitely agree with you. And I feel like it's becoming to a point, like, with the elitism and stuff. Like, that's also, like, in my opinion, how, you know, our people in office are. Yeah. You think about it. That they're all rich. 
Blah, don't blah, know blah. one, you know, old country boy coming up from Texas, other than Ted Cruz. But still, Ted Cruz has money. Coming oh, up Ted from, Cruz has more yeah, than enough money. Yeah. Ted coming Cruz up, ain't starving. Coming up who says, like, here's the thing. The driving force in a, someone's life is getting ahead. Yeah. If I offer Whatever the definition of ahead is. Yeah. If I... In, in America, it's money. If I offer you... Okay, bud. Listen. If you hop up in office, you do whatever I tell you to do, and guess how much I'll give you? $100 million. Okay, I'll give you that much. Who's going to say no to that? First of all, let me just say, you would make an amazing lobbyist. If exactly. That's, if, if this, I'm just saying... <laughs> you would be a sketchy lobbyist, but you would be good at being a sketchy lobbyist. Yeah. No, say, say I say, all right, I'm going to be $100 million, but look, you got to do everything I say. Now, that's pretty much the plot of Squid Games, but, you know, political-wise. And that's pretty much what we have. You don't have somebody who's for the people, who understands that, hey, I don't care about the money. I care about serving the people and making sure that everybody's well-protected, that everybody's doing okay in the economy, that our economy's good, yeah. and that everybody is okay where they're at. Yeah. And if you can, if you can be, and that's that's insanely hard to do. Yeah, but you're right. nobody said being a political you know, figure is easy. And nobody I don't think you that. should expect. Nobody it. said that. I don't think you should expect. It. And you know something else that, that, that I'm pretty passionate is about is like when you look at uh, drugs. Like yeah. uh, I believe in extremely low prescription drug prices. But yeah, I definitely. think they should be harder to get because you look at the opioid epidemic and just the that's crisis awful. that that's become. I feel like the government should do more for that. Uh, but I feel like they should, like, when you look at, like, legal marijuana in a way, I feel like that should become less of an issue. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, I feel like there's way too many people in jail just because of marijuana when there's yeah. other people who are on, op- like, opioids and who are on, you know, crack cocaine, yeah. heroin, all this stuff that's way much of a harder drug that we could have in jail, but you care about somebody who has a little bag of weed. Yeah. Which is also being sold clinically. Well, that's just like, uh... Exactly, and the way that unless doing it's laced. CBD and THC, even like you can, you can. They're selling. There's a store in Gaffney, South Carolina. South Carolina, weed is not legal whatsoever, mm-hmm. and there's a CBD store here. It isn't even decriminalized. It's not. See, I think we need to have decriminalized marijuana across the board. I think I, I honestly believe we need to have. And this may not be popular because this isn't necessarily. When you talk to uh, conservatives about legal marijuana, this usually is the opposition. But I believe in legalization just be, for many reasons, not just because. And again, like. I wrote an article. It was uh, called uh, How to Support Legalize Marijuana and Not Sound Like a Stoner. Because, exactly. see, and that's the problem. I think when you say something like that, people take it way too personal. Like, you're saying you want to go smoke 10 joints after you say this now, but which isn't the case at all, obviously. But, so I think because it would provide an option. Also, another thing, I think, this is another reason why I support ivermectin over COVID vaccines to treat COVID. Because you have... Um, it's a lot cheaper and more effective, plus big pharma, which is you know the big pharma- pharmaceutical industries, has become so corrupt. When you look at big pharma lobbyists who are just really controlling this country in a lot of ways, uh, also, you have people like Alice Johnson, who before she was pardoned by Trump was in jail for 25 years for uh, marijuana, false, false defense marijuana convention, black conviction, and that it just isn't fair. So I think we need to take action on that because the way it's going right now, especially in South Carolina, but it's not a party issue. It's not, it's not a partisan issue, and that's not the way we're going to solve it. Uh, also, one last thing. Michigan, now this is where I have to start drawing the line a little bit. Michigan, uh, 
legalize like shrooms this week yeah. and like and like some like hallucinogenic stuff which i find which i find something but yeah i i i honestly i i think uh i think i think it's really doing well so uh don't lose hope, please. Just try to uh, keep going with the way our community is, and God's got it. And if you can do anything, you know, whether yeah. you don't have to win full office, but I'm just saying, do something. So uh, we're going to take our final break, and we'll be right back. Thank you. All right. So how's your week been this week so far? Um, it's, uh, it's been a good week, honestly. It's actually been really fun. Uh, I've been getting into some stuff, and I must do a lot of music lately. Great week. I'm kind of got out of listening to music for a while. I did, and it's 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 really good when you get to come back to music. That's uh-huh. the thing. It's awesome. That's a great way to put it. But um, school. How's school going? Yeah, school school been pretty good this week. Um, at a PowerPoint on Fort Sumter in Gettysburg. Really, nice. first battle in the but I don't know about you, but I've had just an awesome week, like an Definitely. especially awesome week, like honestly, man. And I know I kind of said this earlier, but God has just been, mm, man. My life is very good. I'm, I'm very blessed for it. You gotta thank him for it. Um. So. Oh yeah. Topic that happened. So this is a couple weeks thing ago. Because this is real. If you think about when when it comes down to it, this is an event. This is a podcast about current events. Yeah. In society, in music, in politics, in religion, and, and really everything in a way in sports, because. And you know, even in just when you look at it from societal standpoint. Um, you know, we talk a lot about comedy. In fact, on the episode with uh, David, we ranked our top favorite comedians. I think he he said his favorite, or one of his favorites was uh, Dave Chappelle. Pretty sure he said his favorite was Dave Chappelle. That's my yeah. favorite. I think he's a good. Yeah. I mean, just, he's almost, like, you can tell he, everything with him is just kind of, like, seamless in a way. Like, he doesn't really, you can tell he isn't really walking. He's just out there. He's just. He's out, he's doing what he loves. It's almost like watching Tom Brady play football. It is. Yeah, it is. I just, I like Dave Chappelle more than I like Tom Brady. Oh, I do too, because I don't like Tom Brady, and I do like Dave Chappelle. I, I kind of like Tom Brady now. I mean, he's just—I eh. don't think he's the goat, just because I'm a big mobile quarterback guy. Yeah, I get it. I, and actually, I probably shouldn't say I don't like Tom Brady. I like Tom Brady. I just—I don't—I don't like the Patriots, and I associate him with the Patriots. But now that he's with the Bucks, I, yeah, I like hate him the a Patriots. Lot. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, that's my least favorite. Even now, it's just Belichick. It's his fault. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Captain Happy, White mm-hmm. But uh, while we're talking on him, of course. This has actually been almost, I think a couple weeks ago, this was like the main, this just shows you how comedy has become so influential now. Yeah. Because, well, at least Dave Chappelle has become so influential now. Because he was like saying, um, this was this was like the main news story for a week, was his last special, The Closal. He had a lot of accusations. Transphobia. But, and you know, just like some research I've done, if you want to, but you want to, you want to start us off, I know you watch, I actually, you want to, you want to go ahead with it? Yeah, I watched, I watched the entire special, and, um, it's like, he's been labeled ever since, uh, really with an alphabet joke, and, you know, just in general, the, uh, as transphobic, um, because it's just, it makes sense that he's, he's doing what he loves, it's hilarious, there's transgender people who... Have, have no issue. I mean, he even talked in the, in the, in the, uh, Daphne. In the, yeah, Daphne. In the special, he talks about Daphne, which is a transgender Paulson. man, girl. Paulson. Man to girl, right? Yes. Is it man to girl? Yes. Yeah. Man to girl. And, uh, she's hilarious. Um, 
I'm not going to spoil what he talks about. It's hilarious, and she's an awesome person. He says they're best friends, but, like, throughout the special, he will say, like, he'll say this, and he'll say, because I'm transphobic. Just as joking. a joke. He's just joking because, like, it's just he's labeled as this. And it's almost like, it's like he says, you know, I don't care. It's like he, everybody knows he's not. He knows, you know he's not. He says he's not and makes jokes about it. That's, it's just, it's inevitable. He's not going to apologize for it. He's, he's. It's the perfect thing to do. It, you can't go wrong doing what he does. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. You're That's right. just my take on it. And, you know, um, it just wasn't all. But, you know, you had a thousand transgender, or well, not all transgender, but most of them were Netflix, transgender Netflix employees who did a strike. They did a walkout. Yeah. Because the CEO of Netflix refused to take the special down. Well, that's like the the special is bringing in like some of the most money Netflix has ever Netflix has ever made. Exactly, and I feel like that's what it comes down to. But honestly, you know, when you, Dave Chappelle is not, and I listen to Joe Rogan talk about this. Dave Chappelle is not a hateful person. He doesn't hate anyone. So I feel like if you actually listen to what he says, it's not. I mean, like you said, he talks about his transgender friend. Yeah. And it's in a very loving way. But you see, and you see, this is this is almost where you're getting a kind of virtue signaling in a way. Because non-transgender people are offended on behalf of transgender people who aren't offended. It's like, if, you know, I hated... The uh, if I hated the sport of baseball, and people who love baseball were you know, well actually no, we'll, we'll change it around. Say I love the sport of baseball, and people who hate baseball were saying, you know, this is the worst sport ever, and you know, it's the worst sport ever, and everybody hates it. I clearly don't, but. Just because we're all, like, I love baseball, they hate baseball, but we're family. So they say, yeah, we, our whole family hates baseball, but I love baseball, so you're speaking on my behalf. There's transgender people who love Dave Chappelle, and they're all transgender, and there's people who hate Dave Chappelle because of this. But they're also taking the people that love Dave Chappelle and making this statement that all transgender people hate Dave Chappelle. Exactly. And it's like, you know, Will Kane, who was on ESPN, he's now on Fox News, but he was a sportscaster on ESPN. He was actually, he actually did False Take with Stephen A. Smith, which was my favorite. I used to watch that show every day back when I was Wait, really he, into um, sports. What does it look like? Uh, Dark Hale, Slick Back. Oh, Slick Back. So it's not the guy that does it now. Really no, that's Max Kellerman. You know, you know what Stephen A. Smith looks like. Yeah. Okay, Smith not not Max Kellerman. The guy with the blonde, like, that's hair. Oh yeah, that's Max Dirty. Kellerman. That's yeah. Max Kellerman. That's what I say. I hope he's not off of that show. I liked him. No, Max Kellerman. I don't like Max Kellerman. I love Stephen A. and I love Will Kane, but I like both of them. They're funny. Uh, anyway, Will Kane said, you know, I, I believe he was it's talking the, it's about like, like, it's like Max Kellerman, and Stephen A. Smith is like when me and you argue. It's like how we argue. No, Kevin Hart and Stephen A. Smith argue. That's how that's how we argue. Yes, yes. I love how Kevin Hart. Yeah, I watched the whole compilation. Yeah, I love it. But um, I think at the end, it, like he said, uh, 
almost like how all baseball foils wear hats. But that doesn't mean that everyone wears a hat as a baseball foil. Exactly. So, um, and now here's another thing that I got a little bit more interesting. Like, um, we've become way too sensitive on that side to it. Because we're just blowing something out of proportion. Make it, but you, Dave Chappelle's uncancelable. 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 Yeah, I'm, conv- I'm convinced it's impossible to cancel him. Yeah. And then you see his little video that he released afterwards saying he wasn't going to apologize for it, that he'll meet with people, but it has to be on certain channels, which was funny. But um, here's another thing that stuck out to me. Um, he was talking about uh, talking to Daphne and saying, honestly, some stuff you talk about, I just, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know what you're talking about. And she said, I don't need you to understand me. I just need you to believe that I'm having a human experience. Yeah, that's, that, that, I that's that, was the, that was I, my favorite. I, I love think it. that was my favorite part of the special. That really stuck out to me because you know we become so quick to like judge little people for that. Yeah. But honestly, they're just going through it just like we are. They're just in a different way that they're going through challenges in life. And yeah, that's what like it's like I I showed you the video woke and racist the same thing. Yeah. And what what I think is it's pretty much the same thing. Woke. White people are supreme, and we think black people should be put above that just because. You know what I'm saying? And racists are, white people are supreme, and we think black people should be put down because of it. It's the opposite. You know what I'm saying? It's black people are supreme, white, be, white people should be put down of it. It's the same thing, just opposite. Yeah. It makes, that's how it is. We just need to, we need to understand that transgender people go through the same things that straight people do. Black people go through the same things white people do. Yeah. It's just from a different experience. It's just... It's different things. It's different things. It's the way you go through life. You're still human. You go through the same things. It's the different challenges you go yeah. through. Yes. It's like if, you know, certain African Americans start out in a bad home and certain, you know, Caucasian white people start out in a better home. Yeah. Yes, that's just... You have an advantage, but you're still going to go through things... You're still going to go through things. Wait, white people start out in what kind of home? If they start out in a better home. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't... That's, that's, that's kind of... A, that's an advantage. If not you start, necessarily. Like, cause... with higher income. With higher income and more... And both parents. That's that's an advantage. It can be, but at the same time, I've seen... What's an advantage? I've seen... Well... We're not I mean, going to get into it. Let me... No, I'm just going to say this. I've seen people who came from absolutely nothing, the most broken homes, go on to have the most successful. And I've seen people with... A loving family going to make the stupidest decisions. Now that's yes, not many and, cases, and vice versa. Yeah, and but that's still that's in the end. But they still went through things. They're both human. That's what we know. Yeah. We need to understand. You, it's the outcome. Yeah, you get the same. You know, white people with good homes, who with loving parents, can go to the you know top level, and so can like who start from bad homes with low income. They can go to the same. They can both go to the same level. They go through different things, but they end up at the same spot. But they're both human. There's not any difference. And that's the thing. We're, we're all human at the end of the day. And you know, I understand that the topic that the topic of transgenderism is a very controversial topic, and it should be quite frankly Definitely. because it is. And I know it's probably weird listening to somebody like me talk about it. But at the same time, you know, especially with what's going on in Loudoun County, Virginia, in the wake of you know the lawsuit going on there, and that's just a despicable situation and that this is what i say people's personal choice as long as it doesn't hurt other people should be allowed in most cases and this is and, and one of them would be like if somebody feels that way i feel like they shouldn't be suppressed 
I don't feel like those those should be people. Sometimes people act like they want there to be a law against being transgender. Now, I believe, like, when you look at the bathroom situation, when you look at forced pronouns, things like that, I believe, again, in choice on there. But I, and I feel like, you know, people, I feel like biological, this should go to these bathrooms, biological people should go to that bathroom. But at the same time, um, and those are situations that are unfortunate. But at the same time, from a individual standpoint, I feel like somebody should have the choice to, I guess, be transgender in a way. Not necessarily that. I feel like, look, all I'll say is this. We can argue morals and ethics to a blue in the face. Yeah. But at the same time, people are going to do what they feel is right for them. And I feel like they should as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Now, in those situations, I feel like um, I'm against that. But, you know, human experience. Everybody's having a human experience. And we're all doing life together. I, we really are. And, you know, our human experiences are going to be different from them. But thank you for spending your human experience listening to the Going Places podcast. That was good. I liked and, the... the yeah, yeah. It was good. You tied that was good. I did. That was a good one. That'll preach on it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we hope you got a lot of it. I know this is a more serious one. We hadn't had one in a while, but thank you. Thought it was great. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Definitely. Um, thank you guys again for listening. It's uh, it's great for me and Kevin to get to do this every week. I know we don't always do it every week, but we we definitely we do it to try to get more material and have a great episode like we have had here. And uh, we know you guys have been waiting, and uh, we're definitely ready for next week. All right, thank you.